welcome back, everybody. It's your girl, Ritual. And it's your girl, Kosia. We are <laughs> the Third Culture Kids. Kids. Yeah. I'm coming to you live from our Zoom like studio. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Michelle is not with us with the podcast today. And she's taking a break. So she might not be around for a while. But you still have us too. So you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. Yep. But today, we're talking about social media drama. So that's exciting. Yeah, super exciting. Um, and that's actually about it for the intro. Short and sweet and enjoy the episode. We're going to talk about social media drama and basically how it's becoming the center of our lives. True. How we see everything on social media, basically. But I think for the very much. long time. T-M-I-T-M-I. This, this this specific topic was not prompted by anything that has happened in our personal lives, especially over the past month. No, no, no. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? This is something we totally just thought of. As yeah. far as the moment. Mm-hmm. We have no case studies. No we don't team. follow any characters. No, 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 no. salty. <laughs> Anyways, but I think like, okay, so Rachel and I were talking and we were speaking about how like for a very long time, like five years ago, social media was not that big of like our lives it's or maybe it was but we weren't the actual players in the game of social media it was the celebrities because they are the people that we like perceived to live 80 percent of their lives in the public eye so and then like the social media was a way to convert the public eye into a more readily accessible like form or something like that you get me but now over time we see that it's become we've become the actual players on social media like now People use social media to keep their friends accountable. People use social media to, like, um, I don't know, fight. People use social media to, and I mean, they've been good. I won't say only good, um, like that, but like to connect with other people to yeah. promote their their professional lives. What and you, sorry, yeah, you, you said to promote their professional lives. I know we want to come back to that, but I just you mm-hmm. said to keep their friends accountable. What do you mean mm-hmm. by that? So you know how like traditionally. Like, you see people posting these um, cryptic messages about, oh, um, sorry, Tia Maori, you said that already. And then um, how on the receipts, they were like, oh, she's not the problematic twin. It's normally Tamara. Tamara comes to say some really, like, bland, yeah. nonsensical things, and then she just leaves. But then Tia is the one with the sense. And then this time, Tia was like, oh, during this quarantine period, you now see who your true friends are. Like, just keep, like, notice of the people that... Um, who are really there for you. Yeah, who are really there you. for you and check up on people and stuff like that. And like, and you see people reposting that and then with their own like side notes and commenting like, oh, I guess I wasn't as close to the people that I thought I was close with or, oh, I thought blah, 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 blah. And then you had that point. I feel like you should yeah. talk about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I just, my defense to that is like, and I agreed with it when I saw it in different people's stories. Someone was just like, this is a pandemic. Literally everybody is going through their own shit right now you can't unload uh, or put the burden on a certain person or a certain group of people to be like, oh, these are, they didn't check on you. They're not your true friends. So also like, are you checking on them, sis? Like maybe if you have the space and time to think about who's checking on you and who's not, maybe you take that time to check on other people. Uh, maybe they don't have the capacity. Maybe something is going on with them that they can't talk about. So I feel like um, those, I, I just, 
I just don't, I'm not a fan of these memes that are always looking for, for issues. Yeah. If you really want to be talking to someone, reach out to them and say, to reach out to them, sorry, and say, hey, if you have the capacity, if you have the time, I really need someone right now. So, you know, if you have time to talk. Yeah. I feel like I feel just like... be adult. Like, be, be an adult. <laughs> That's, stop being childish. That's it. I think, I think the thing is that for most people, they are actually not ready to do the work. Like the one thing that social media does is that it creates a front so that you don't have to directly deal with the issues that you believe you're having. And sometimes if you don't have people, because there'll be people reaching out to you in the DMs that are actually not your friends saying, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. Oh, where's this person? They haven't reached out to you, blah, 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 blah. You're always going to have people that validate your feelings and social media. No one who disagrees with you is going to slide in your DMs. Sorry, when you're talking about personal things, mm-hmm. no one who disagrees with you or very few people that disagree with you will slide into your DMs and be like, nah, like, yeah, I feel like you're wrong. Like, that doesn't make any sense. If you're talking about maybe something political, social, whatever it is, they will, like, they'll always be yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll bash you. But like when it comes to real personal struggles and things that like have you have to do with your friends and stuff, people will sit down and watch the tea and everything and be like, Oh yeah. And I can't yeah. lie. Excuse me, does people's social media tea uh, encourage me? I mean, does it entertain me? Yes. I love to be to be a part of that. I listen, sometimes you run out of things on Netflix and you go to Instagram. That's just how it works. But do I think it's a good idea for you? No. no don't do, do it. I, do I benefit from the entertainment value? Unfortunately and sadly, yeah. yes, I do. I need to look within myself during this quarantine period and question a lot of my values. But <laughs> how does it make you look like a clown? So stop putting your personal business up on social media. Someone make a rap about that. Hey, remember she called 6 9 since, she, since he's out of jail. Oh, stop, please don't do that. Wait, no one this, calls this 6 man, 9 this man got out of jail just to release a song like that. Did you see his new song? I don't. I, I don't saw people's like saying. like videos of them watching the video, like video reacts, but I didn't actually listen to the song. I've no, seen that he went very to jail. colorful one. He went to jail to come up with to come up with worse songs than he did before he went to jail. Jail is supposed to be an introspective experience. You're supposed to come up with a great he, album. He went to and he discovered that his real life purpose was to release trash music. It's too crazy in these streets right now. Okay, we'll talk about 6 9 in another podcast. Yeah. We were talking about social media. Yeah, so you always have people that agree with you, validate your feelings, and make you feel like you're in the right, and make you feel like you don't have to do the work to get to a desirable, like, relationship. Because that's the thing. People that don't feel like they've done anything wrong are the people that, like, you don't have to do the work. And you get me. It's always, like, if someone lies to you, they have to come and apologize. If someone steals your thing they go to jail right if you feel like you are the right person like between like two people you rarely have to do any work and that's what i feel like social media does you have the people that validate your feelings so that you feel like the people that you are annoyed with have to reach out to you and then you are ashamed into reaching out to you Mm. basically that's what happens you shame them into reaching out to you and you never have to do any work whereas maybe you are actually the issue in this whole like hula baloo thing right but it's sorry you just said it it's like when you have a problem with someone, you're offended by what someone said, the, the mature adult thing to do if, mm-hmm. let's put this in context, it's an argument you maybe haven't had with the person before, um, mm-hmm. there's someone you consider your friend or even an acquaintance and you just want to tell them, hey, um, I don't like what you did, I mm-hmm. don't feel good about it, this is the problem. And I would appreciate it if you don't do it again. Mature conversation, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're taking it to social media, it's not because you want to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. No, you've, you've passed mentally, you've passed that stage in your head and you're like, 
I don't even want to confront this person. I want to shame this person. Yeah. So different. So my understanding is if you're putting someone on, on your social media to talk about an issue, mm-hmm. you are now shaming them. Yeah. You don't even want them to change. You've accepted in your mind that they can't change. That's just person. That's what I, I understand of this, mm-hmm. whole, this whole environment. I mean, and that's the thing, though. I feel like at that point in time, what do you even want from the person? Do you get me? Like, you want them to come back to you after you've done all of this. Doesn't mean the next time we have a problem in our relationship, instead of talking with me, um, you're going to post it up on social media again. And I think that you read, people rarely ever do the work. I think you just want to feel, and it's a human thing, that we always want to feel justified in our feelings and our decisions and in our actions. Yeah. Social media is just a place to do that. Like you can curate your own bubble where you only see people that agree with agree with you, and you only interact with people that agree with you. Yeah. And so it's it's, it's a, I think it can be a very validating place. Oh, hundred um, percent. It's all yeah. about narcissism, and I mean I'm a part of this machine, right? And I, I'm not standing here or sitting here in my high house being like, oh, all these people on Instagram, whatever. No, I love to post. Entirely. I but uh, do I post everything that goes on in my life? No. Do I post all the sad things? No. Do I post most of the happy stuff? Yes. So I get it. Like we, as you said, we're curating this image of our lives and of ourselves, um, which dare I say is more so the ideal self rather than the current, you know, your current self. Mm-hmm. So it is all about validation. You, you, you mentioned it a bit about how like you're, you're not going to post your sad moments. I mean, there are the people, as you said, that post their fights and things. But even they, if you think about it, are not posting their very vulnerable moments. They're posting like in places where they feel like they were right or they feel right. like they're standing from a very like, oh, you need to come to me perspective. And that in itself is a very like high pedestalish, is that even a word? That's not a word. Like okay, position. Mm-hmm. And then that's the same way like people post all their highs on social media, right? You're never going to see someone talk about, oh, the fact that I lost a job or like uh, the fact that I had like 800 rejections from this, like all my grad schools and um, like things like that and I yeah. think that another thing like I spoke about how to me I don't want to be going on LinkedIn except for like once every economic quarter because <laughs> LinkedIn depresses me um, but what I guess you're saying is generally mm-hmm. what we see is everybody gloating mm-hmm. on different um, social media platforms that yeah not really but also is it that's not something we can expect from people we can't I don't think what you and I are saying is Oh, people should start Start showing more of their their truth on social media. Yeah, you should show more of your your truth on social media. No, we're just saying that everybody who is on social media needs to be more conscious of the fact in their mind that this is 20% of a person's life. Mm -hmm. Just know that for yourself. I don't think we can expect, I think it's unrealistic to expect that people will start sharing uh, Mm -hmm. all their lows, though a lot of people have, Mm -hmm. but it's unrealistic to expect that that the the reason for the platform and that validation is going to change. And sometimes even when you post your lows, you're looking for validation. Yeah, so no, it's that's a so weird true. thing. Yeah, and then, no, because I remember we were also talking about how like people and it's like constantly they're always talking about oh this thing that was done to me, this thing that was done to me, this thing I have experienced, this traumatic thing, blah blah, mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. And then even people that are closest to you are like oh I can't do this anymore. I can't continue to watch this girl's stories. I'm just or this guy's like um Instagram Snapchats or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I'm just going to like mute them or unfollow them. Me, I'm I'm I won't even be the one. I'll say right here. I have muted quite a number of a bunch of stories. My time. Yeah. And it's it's not because I have like anything personal, like personal beef with you. To be honest with you, it's your page. 
it's yeah, your you have account. freedom of expression. Exactly. That is also mine. So you see, I can come from my place and come and tell you that oh, don't post anything about mm-hmm. I know the sexism that you're feeling in your workplace or whatever it is. Like I can't come and tell you that because I'm tired of seeing it and it's emotionally draining for me. I will just mute you. Yeah, and I think that's I think Instagram is so good for that because as you exactly I'm not gonna tell you what you can and can't post, same way you're not gonna tell me. Mm-hmm. But now I also have the freedom to curate my feed the way I want it to be. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's not even because something annoys you, it's exactly what you said, you're emotionally drained. Um mm-hmm. I I love to see I follow a lot of activists. Mm-hmm. So I love to see, you know, what people are, um, what action people are taking or like just to keep myself informed about what I can do. But sometimes it's a lot. If you're seeing, you know, um, what it was it called? Um, protests against uh, guns or school shootings one day. And then mm-hmm. you're seeing a Black Lives Matter post the next day. Then you're seeing um, children and in, migrants in India the next day. It's like, it can be very emotionally draining. So sometimes I have to pick and choose and be like, okay, I need to mute this because I can't see this every day. And that's totally fair you have to protect your mental health even in your virtual world even online because we get so much we're just bombarded with information 24 7. but i just wanted to go back to the whole friends part of it let's make this more personal where when do we when should we expect that you're allowed to be true to yourself on social media but you when does that go into dirt airing dirty laundry that doesn't that affects other people yeah, I think like the main thing that we said is that you should have actually done the work. You get me? Like if you feel like that is I feel like social media, like holding people accountable on social media should be a last resort kind of thing. Because to be honest with you, if for for example, you have beef with me ritual and like I don't know. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you have Ask me outside, how about that? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and you ritual don't like come to me and be like, oh, Akosia, like last time you did this thing and I was really offended by it and like it made me feel kind of some kind of way. And right. I just want to know like if you realized blah, 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 blah. And even those confrontations, I'm sorry, you should have them in the most respectful way possible. I feel mm-hmm. like even when people do have those conversations in person, they're always more attacky and defensive and they're, mm-hmm. un- they're like, I'm hurt and you have to do all the work to come to me. Side note. But if you don't do that, if you don't have that conversation and then go straight to social media and like start posting all these cryptic messages about a real friend is someone who takes time to learn how you want to be communicated with yeah. a real friend is blah 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 blah. How am I supposed to take you seriously? If I'm really no, that for, I'll for even real. pretend that I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. This isn't about me. Blah 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 blah. And like another thing is that we said like um those methods have traditionally been used on like celebrities and mm-hmm. like people in the public eye because image was such a large part of their like their whole well their celebrity know, yeah. yeah and like public approval is something that they really need whereas like on if you take it if you come more into the microscopic like place that is our personal interactions and our friendships mm-hmm. the on your social media are also your friends so now you're not only you're not dealing with like unknown people that have no consequence to a celebrity except for like motivating them to act in a certain way you're mm-hmm. dealing with my, my friends like the people I see on a day-to-day basis the people that are like hold close and dear relationships to me and you're alienating them from me and mm-hmm. that in a way is like that's an attack that's abusive you're isolating a person based on yep. how they made you feel not because you want them to work on it and to like you, no, and you don't want you to want work to shame. on it 
Because you shame and that's cyberbullying. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's I think we should talk more about what you said that what you're doing is posting this on social media, but you're not bringing up the conversation with the individual. So there's no progress being made. It's also one of those where, oh, I'll post that kind of quote on my Insta story, which is like, yeah, real friends who check up on you, whatever. And I'm like, okay, my friend's going to see this and then they're going to inbox me. You're putting all the weight of this entire relationship on that person when you actually haven't done the simplest thing, which is, hey, um, you did this. I didn't like it. Let's talk about it. This is really reminding me of Molly and Isa on Insecure, though they didn't have any social media beef. But it's like, if you've, been, if you've caught up, if anyone's watching, they, there's just so much miscommunication. No one is telling the other person that they don't like this. And so your relationship continues without you addressing any issues. And then it, eventually it could lead to a dead end or public shaming on social media, which we've seen, which I, I really do not appreciate. Yeah. Michelle doesn't vibe with it like no it's yeah and I think like that's the main thing like okay so are people holding people accountable their friends accountable on social media like in the manner in which someone would hold like celebrities and public image people accountable just because image has become such a big part of our lives is that one aspect or is it because like people no longer feel the need to do the work or they don't be it's like a shield for your own like shortfalls and where you like feel as a friend to like reach out to other friends like you get me is it like because when you're in a crowd of people it's it's less intimate than when you're one-on-one and then suddenly like like so many like things to focus on is like oh this person's uh, like there are so many things to distract you whereas like if you're in a room one-on-one with someone you now have to speak to each other you get me and I feel like social media yeah. is where there's so many people and there's so many things to focus on that you get lost in the fact that um these are things that you actually have to focus have on to and work about, on yeah to be honest I don't know I wish I I could understand better the psychology behind wanting to um shame or expose someone on social media rather than having that conversation I don't even know if it's like you've if, if there's actual thought process behind it, or if it's just become this kind of automatic response to want to shame someone. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if the psychology behind it is so deep as to, oh, I, I really wanted to have a conversation with this person, but I can't have it one-to-one, so I want to put it on social media and, like, see other people's opinions, or if it's just, like, you want to be uh, a spiteful person in that moment. You're, you're just, you're so hurt and you don't know how to, it's just become an automatic reaction. So sometimes I don't even think it's that deep. I think people are just looking for drama. Really? No, honestly, I, I really think people are, are looking for, you. can you, do you want to unmute? Because I feel like your laughs are, are valuable to them. <laughs> the <laughs> no, I'm just trying to make sure that you guys don't pick up background noise. I'm no, no, sorry. I know, but you laughed and I saw your face moving, but I couldn't hear the audio and I was like, no, they're missing okay, out. People are just moment. supposed to imagine me laughing and I feel like it'll count, it'll, it'll count down like the number of times yeah. people say, oh, Akusia is always laughing. <laughs> anyways but yeah i i think it's just become an automatic reaction i don't even think it's that deep for people anymore you're just looking for some you want to feel vindicated in everything you do so the least Mm -hmm. the way that you can expose someone immediately is so Mm -hmm. easy for you and i haven't i haven't done that personally any personal relationships i am um i have done it before like a celebrity has said something and i'll retweet it or i'll post it and be like lol this is so dumb yeah, <laughs> uh, but when I have when I have a personal stake in the matter and I can talk to the person and uh, have a conversation, mm. that's just you know be grown, talk to that person, and you know what? Then if that person 
does not acknowledge what they've done or is not willing to put in the work to change the course to make a relationship better mm-hmm. then you can drop that person mute them block them from your social media move on so simple yeah. but now you're left with now instead by shaming everybody on social media and putting your your information out there you're left with a digital trail because let me tell you you can delete and archive all you want your screenshots and your mm. screen recordings that people have taken will stay will live on this internet this internet <laughs> that we do not like, see this world wide like web that. So they will live on this internet until your children's children's children are born. So mm-hmm. imagine, if I, just imagine being 60 years old, 60 years old and your grandkids like, mm-hmm. Grandma, I was looking you up on the internet and I found this video you posted about uh, trash talking your friend because she stole your dress and she didn't tell you. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God, that's my legacy? Like mm-hmm. what? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. also, have we learned nothing from celebrities? Now, let me tell you what I do. Usually when I post on social media, I ask myself a question. If you're going to be famous, are you going to regret this? Or is this going to be something that you can... Hey, okay, Rachel, we see you. Uh-huh. It's, no, it's actually so dumb. My sister's always like, but you're not going to be famous. So why are you stressing? But it's just... You don't know that. I mm-hmm. think it's, it's actually a good question to ask yourself. This mm. should be the gauge. If I suddenly become known or famous, is this something I'm going to regret? If the mm-hmm. answer is yes, please don't post it. Mm-hmm. Simple. Yeah, I just feel like these are the things we're leaving to live on on the internet digitally forever just uh, i don't know be more careful yeah and i mean i feel like people are listening to this and saying that oh you're okay i'm not i don't always feel that way and i don't always post like cryptic messages and blah 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 i don't always like air out my dirty laundry online like you're mm. multiple things to me as a person but then another big thing is that and we've spoken about it like in terms of celebrities and how we see like 20 percent of their lives and we think it's 80 it's the same way like people see your highs and they don't yeah. see your lows or they see your lows and they don't see your highs or they even forget that there's a middle part to life where things are just chill like nothing exciting is really happening yeah um and they dwell on those two points like for the like, rest of their lives i think like we were talking about how like oh someone will see you out in the night like on with your friends there'll be like one glass of wine and suddenly you're like oh my god Rachel's such a party girl and like she's not even studying and blah 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 you check your LinkedIn she hasn't updated in the longest time like meanwhile this is a video from 2016 when the world was all fine and I just reposted it in 2020 to try and feel normal but no yeah I get it it's yeah so the, oh, the same way you do deception. it to people, yeah, the same way you do it to people where you use like one snapshot of just like social media to sort of like draw out their whole lives for them. Yeah. The same way other people are doing it to you. Yeah. And so what do you think? Do you think we can ask for the same courtesy um, to for pe- from people like to respect the fact that things we post are just like things we post if we don't do that to other people? Wait, I don't, I don't think I understood that. Like, do you think we can ask people to take everything that we post at face value? Like, you should take me, oh. yeah, if we don't afford them the same, like, decency. Yeah, of course, because then you're just being a hypocrite, right? If you're asking, if I'm saying, oh, I'm just posting, I've just posted one picture um, of me at a bar drinking, you can't deduce my entire personality uh, or lifestyle from this. Then if I come to your page and I'm like look she's she's in the library she's such a boring person she doesn't ever go out i can't <laughs> I'm I just, a boring based, based on one or one no you're not you're actually not but you know the private stories anyways uh <laughs> it's like you know i can't i can't say that because i'm being hypocritical and that's also something like every move that you make on social media just remember um 
that it's like what my mom used to say for every finger you point there are four fingers pointing back at you Ooh, yeah uh-huh. you know saying chain mama kind of with the points um mm-hmm. but yeah it's you know action or thought you take is in a vacuum there are mm-hmm. always your own actions and thoughts that are right behind that so look at yourself before you do that so we can't i can't ask someone tomorrow oh don't judge me based on my one or my latest instagram post when i know sometimes my human reaction is to judge but mm-hmm. what my thing is that that internal reaction you have mm-hmm. there should be a time lag between that and then the external action that you have on social media think it because we're all going to think it naturally and then guess what break it down break it down like a normal adult human being process everything and then take your actions there should be some like gap between that if you're immediately thinking oh my god this person is such the best example of this is slut shaming Mm -hmm. oh my god this person is such a slut like i can't believe she wore that and then you Mm -hmm. go retweet or you go post without even taking a minute to be like wait a minute do i even know this person do i do i know her mom do i know her sister do i know i don't know anything about her and here i am you know Mm -hmm. so i feel like there that's some that's work we have to do internally and maybe as a culture yeah we have to start promoting I think the main thing is like to understand that the same way you are judging people subconsciously or unconsciously. Okay, no, no one's doing things wrong. You know what I mean. Um, the same way other people are like doing the same to you. And so everyone should just be kind of to everyone else. Take things mm-hmm. that face value. Do you get me? If you want to reach out to someone, reach out to the person and stop using social media as a shield for your emotions. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I was just going to say, I do think there's now there's a line. Mm-hmm. because there's some things that you can post on social media and it may just be one post, but the context of it is such that you're like, okay, this cannot just be a one-time thing. So for example, I, we talked about it today, uh, Hannah Brown. I don't even know. Oh, yeah, she, what, yeah. what is she famous for? She's, uh, she was a bachelorette contestant. I don't know if okay. she was a lead or she was like just one of the girls. I don't know. I just know she was on some reality show. Uh, she was a bachelorette show. or the bachelorette. Okay, so, so Hannah Brown dropped, uh, well, not dropped, she was on Instagram, and I believe it was a recent life. I don't know if it was a, a, an old life someone dug up. I think it was recent, right? Yeah, it was a recent song, isn't it? So it must yeah. have been quite recent. And she, and she said the N-word. So for clarification, she's a white girl um, who mm-hmm. was on reality TV, and then she, in a live, she was singing a song, and she, she said the N-word. Yeah. And she put it on her, and it went on her live, and then she came back to apologize with kind of a very half-assed apology. It wasn't even an apology. It was something mm-hmm. really stupid. And it's for me, what that one post I don't believe me, I said it. Oh, I said it. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't yeah. say it, though. I sang it. I was like, ah, oh, what are you saying? Exactly. But you see, now that's one post mm-hmm. that tells me that because of the context, because of, the, because of what happened, because mm-hmm. she said the N-word and she said it so casually during song and she put it on the internet and then she had a half-assed apology, what that tells me about this person is that this person has definitely said this before. Yeah. She has said it before. She just never said it on a, on a public platform where she could be held accountable for her actions. Mm-hmm. That's the immediate thought that goes to my head. You know, and someone this, said that she like she took a long time to she like was very careful about saying like the f word on I don't know if we should yeah you know on on like there were so yeah. mo- like multiple f bombs in the song she didn't yeah. say any of them but so she did the end where she even added our that makes them even more like slurrist yeah <laughs> than See, it should be and and that's the thing like this is the, this is the, the, the difference between a post that someone just puts up about their life and a post that can tell you significantly much more. If you're so comfortable, mm-hmm. it was the same thing with Gina Rodriguez. The, the, 
the first issue, the, the real issue was the apology. Well, the second issue, not the real issue, was the apology. I think and been given us points, though. I don't even think I think this was one post that cemented other things that she had been doing. Oh yeah, exactly. She had been doing. She'd been doing the most. Okay, mm-hmm. but I. Th- what I meant to say is that even if I didn't know her from anything, and I just saw this one thing, I'd be like, wow, the ease with which this person said this, and then posted mm-hmm. it on social media, knowing that hundreds of people would see it. Mm-hmm. It means that this is something that is more natural to them and something they have processed and made okay in their heads. And that tells me that, okay, I don't necessarily want to be associated with this individual. So there is, a, there is a line to me, what you can, whereby sometimes you post something on social media and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm actually not going to be mm-hmm. um, involved with you and I don't like you and I'm going to mute you. And then there's a line where I'm also going to be like, okay, this is on the, the right side of the line. So I'm going to give this person the benefit of the doubt and look at mm-hmm. their their posts and not judge them by this one thing so yeah. you have to you have to find that that line I guess. that line that's true yeah. i mean ah, well celebrities will continue to do what celebrities do i feel like there'll always be people even... dropping and bombs and things you know yeah <sighs> i mean but you okay that's the that's a core problem but as an as an educated adult who has been on TV with a diverse, well, <laughs> The Bachelorette is hardly diverse. Uh, one but, um, black lead in how many exactly. years? Exactly. But with, you are probably presumably living in cities which have more diversity. You have friends who are, are different colors. Your apology, does she really? is, her apologies, what, like, I don't know why I don't, yeah, does she really? That's true. And by the way, as, as a lot of people have repeatedly said to me, just because you have black friends doesn't mean you're not racist towards black people. And I, I totally get that. I just think that, yeah, how can you not understand, even if you, you've said it and that was a major issue, but now even your apology is so lackluster. It's so like, oh my God, <laughs> JK. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, that's what we said, like we spoke about earlier about how like those methods of like accountability are, I, sh- I feel like should be relegated to celebrities because... Oh, that's the thing okay. how will you reach out to hannah brown and directly her. and like talk to her okay and let's be real rachel rachel um uh, Lindsay, she was the only black lead of the bachelorette she said she okay. reached out to hannah to educate her about the the use of the word okay. and how it will affect people because she felt like I mean, sometimes people just don't know and she wanted to be the person to give her the benefit of the doubt and educate her and she did okay. that before she released the video Okay, I feel like this this whole education point, I, I get it, and I feel like it could it could be uh, a plausible argument to have in different things. Like if someone says, if there was if this was a different topic, and you reach out, you want to educate the person, but something like the N word in the United States of America is in North America. Like, what more education do you need? You know what I mean? Like, clearly, this other girl, who's who, Rachel, you said, was yeah. just being kind. She was That's just going above and beyond. I was like, oh, let me educate you. Let me educate you at the ripe age of 23 plus or whatever, how old is she is. And I'm not validating something. anything. No, no, I know you're like, not. Yeah. I'm just like venting. But yeah, mm-hmm. anyway, but I get what you're saying. You're saying that someone personally reached out to her to educate her as well. But mm-hmm. now let me ask you the most specifically. Let's say this was um, a non-Black person that we knew mm-hmm. who had used the N-word on their uh, social media, not a celebrity, just someone with like 400, 500 followers like us in um, our friend group. Mm-hmm. Should people, and again, we're all educated, we're all very aware of the use of the word and why we don't say it, right? Yeah. Would we 
would you reach out to that person? Or if you saw people retweeting and sharing and being like, LOL, this person is dumb, or like, I can't believe this person said it and dragging them, do you mm-hmm. think that's okay? Do you think that's acceptable? Because I don't know. I've, I've had like an interaction where it wasn't even about the N-word. I feel like we've spoken about this and I, like, I, I'm sort of semi-detached from that, but it was about like slavery and mm-hmm. the rules of like Africans in slavery and like African-Americans or whatever it is. And it was mm-hmm. this like um, person who said something that was very uninformed Mm-hmm. Um, in a group chat and then instead of like the people sort of like I think educating the person on their like um, oh, on just... their opinions they mm-hmm. just started like posting like oh this is what this person said yeah. like social media and stuff like that and the person got a lot of like backlash for it and things like that and I'm sure like okay the person will never say anything like that openly again but the person oh, will still not... say things like that yeah. they will still continue to harbor those like sort of opinions they will still have friends that reinforce those opinions because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that's not the first time the person said that mm-hmm. but I'm sure that's the first time the person said that in that environment and was not expecting to see that backlash right I guess also it's what you said being uninformed and informed because I I know I'm definitely I'm far from perfect I have said a lot of uninformed stuff mm-hmm. um which I'm open but to talking about as informed no podcast no, there's sometimes, sometimes it's uninformed for different reasons. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I have to give more context, but I, I can't, I can do that on, on another podcast, but I know I've said uninformed stuff before, but I've taken the time to, or it's always been an age thing when I was younger and then I've taken the time to really learn and, and, ex- and take accountability for my mistakes and then move forward from them. Yeah. So I, I do think there is space when someone is uninformed versus someone is informed, yeah. um, but there are also I mean, certain I don't really... topics yeah i think okay the thing is not to care about the people that are that continue to say these things because i'm sorry there will always be people like that it's you at a point in time why you when you play start to place the burden on yourself why you want to call them out and things like that because you feel like you want to enact change if you are really honest and you do want to enact change i feel like there's a separate conversation that should happen privately before the shaming starts if you really if you're called if you want to enact change yeah yeah educate the people and slowly change people's hearts that is where you should start from. If you're yeah. going directly to their social media or to other people's social media. Oh yeah, media, you're not trying to educate them. You're just shaming them. So that's basically- You're shaming them into not openly stating those opinions. But they'll always mm-hmm. have those opinions. Okay. You haven't okay. done I get much. You. Yeah. So that's basically what it is. That's basically what we've, I think because we, we touched on this earlier. It's like, there's a clear agenda when you go to expose someone on social media and it's never to, most of the time, it's not to enact change. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's, it's to shame people. And you have to decide for yourselves because I can't decide for you that, okay, this time, like, I, I can't shame this person and this is, it's needed, it's publicly required. And a time where you have to be like, um, can I cut cords with this person, but at the same time, message them and be like, what you did was wrong for A, B, and C, and I can't be associated with you anymore, and I hope you learn from this. And I think that's just a personal thing. Um, I would like to reflect on the first point where I said that sometimes you have to take a decision and be like, is this shaming worth it? And for me, it was stuff like the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. whereby some at, at a point social media became the only place where women were, and men as actually, were allowed to safely um, expose mm-hmm. their, um, what is the word, sorry? They're not, not just their- No, the things, the problems that they were facing. Abusers, they're, like, they're abusers, abusers yeah, yeah, they're harassers. Um, and, and that was a movement where a tweet or a, a story or like a publication that could, could gain traction and lead to legal action. I don't want to get into the nitty gritties of, 
oh, this person was accused was innocent versus not innocent. But there was mm -hmm. some, there was actual societal change that came from a movement like that, mm -hmm. um, which didn't always in involve exposing someone. Sometimes it just meant I'm using the hashtag and talking about my story. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like, maybe this is really, really wrong to say, but there are some times when shaming someone is for the safety of other people or is required to enact some change. But Again, your I feel friend like group, mm -hmm. your immediate friend group, and if it's someone who has, someone who, who you had a private fight and it's definitely not something along the lines of sexual harassment, et cetera, mm -hmm. and you going and or displaying that it could be your boyfriend or girlfriend, and we've seen that. Like they've said something wrong to you, they cheated on you, and you go and you put that all over your respective social medias. That to me is like, oh, it's also kind of cringy. Yeah. I mean, we've spoken about how like for personal relationships, we feel like social shaming and social media should be a last resort kind of thing. But I think in the cases of like certain personal experiences and like in the case of like abusive, like, I don't know, experiences, it's the only resort. Do you get yeah. me? I mean, yeah. the aim isn't to educate I, I people that. at that point in time on the things that they've done, because I think people know when you're doing, as you said, that you know at a point in time when you're doing something that's bad, but then at that point in time is to shame them so that they never do it again and so that to they're not accountable for mm -hmm. the things that they have done yes. or could have done like in the future. So I think it's yes, like no, the only resort thing. I don't think it's like, for example, if the police system was in such a way that people like Harvey Weinstein got arrested as soon as someone said, yo, this guy raped me and I have evidence, there would be no need for shaming. First, exactly, exactly. So, no, I agree with you. And I would really like to clarify that I'm, I'm not saying that if you have, um, an, uh, you've been in an abusive uh, situation, relationship, or you've been sexually harassed. Oh, no, you didn't say you that. Yeah, no, no, I just want to clarify. Like, there are certain times when you need to be able to voice that out for the protection of yourself and other people. I was talking more about the smaller uh, private arguments that people have yeah. on lighter topics that they end up completely cyberbullying and bashing someone on the internet. Yeah, it's How really- just have a conversation with the person. If you feel like you're bold enough to post it on social media, don't tell me the confrontation is not your, your area because you have energy. To oh move. yeah, oh yeah. And it's just like, gosh, like, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes private things are for private. It's for your household, really. I really don't want to know that you and your husband. It shows a lot with the whole world of No, it's it's actually no. You know what I'm talking about, and, and sometimes I just feel bad for you because, and we've talked about these gender biases, anyways. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, and I've seen it within friends. Sometimes, as mm -hmm. a woman, you you are driven to look like the crazy one. So you've been through so much bullshit, right? So much bullshit with this person. And then you end up feeling like the only place you can, you, you just want to, again, it's, it's revenge essentially, but you've been through so much that has been private. And then you publicize the end of it where you're like, um, oh, this person did this and I've broken up with them and I don't want anyone to know about this. But what people are seeing and what society will automatically revert to is like, oh, that, that girl is crazy. And now you're labeled as a crazy one and no one knows the 50 things that happened behind the closed doors that led you to that breaking so sometimes it's for your own protection as well. And I'm like, you know, cut that person off. Not worth your time. Putting it on social media, probably not a good idea. And you know what? Therapy. I always say it. Like when you can have a professional help you break down your feelings and make it productive, don't be that person out there putting all your dirty laundry on social media. I mean, obviously it's everyone's prerogative, but personally <laughs> and i hope there's never a day i get caught doing it because someone's going to use this this episode as receipts they'll have to listen to the end anyways jokes 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 
Um, so yeah, I wish I said it all. Use social media for good. Be kinder to people. Uh, LinkedIn okay. apparently has some good aspects to it. We'll see when I go <laughs> on in the next three months. We'll see what's going on. Um, but basically, that has been our podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. Be kind to people. If you if your friends aren't reaching out to you, maybe reach out to them and see if they are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone has forgotten about you. It's a tough time. For just everyone. be kinder, be conscientious. Um, and sometimes just wait. Maybe you don't need to be reaching out to people whilst you're still like experiencing uh, yeah. the things take that you are. Five minutes, five minute rule. Take five minutes. And if you're still angry, maybe you should take a couple more hours <laughs> and then respond. Take a, take a break. Make sure you're not responding out of heat from something that you can't come, can't come back from. That's what I'd say. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Anyways, it's been a close year. And it's been Ritual, and we've been the Third Culture Kids. Follow us on Spotify, follow us on Instagram. Everything is linked in the description. Uh, Please rate the podcast wherever you're listening uh, to it, whatever platform. And please keep sharing uh, and tag us when you share us on stories. It's so supportive, and we really appreciate it. And also, feel free to DM us and tell us if there are specific topics you would like to hear our opinions on. We're always open to that. Yeah, we're always open to criticism. Tell us if you felt like, yo, this could have been spoken about in a different way. Um, yeah, we're here for it. We also want to learn. We don't know everything. everything. Some of us yeah. don't know anything. So at the right age of 20, 21, and uh, how old are you? 20. Oh my God. Oh my God. At the right age of 20 and 23. Yes, we clearly do not know everything. And we're always open to learn and grow. Yeah. And be better. Right. Bye-bye. Right. See y'all. Stay safe.